0: You are now Joe to Seriously podcast featured on SoundCloud and iTunes. Seriously?
1: Welcome back, everyone. I believe this is our fourth podcast um, for Seriously. So thank you again for tuning in every week. I'm here with our two resident hosts, Nick Parnaby and Ken Sickles. How are you guys today?
2: Good morning, Teresa. Fabulous. How are you?
1: Good, good. How are you doing, Ken?
2: I'm doing great. I can't wait for Labor Day weekend. I'm having trouble focusing today, already. Quite honestly, Teresa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we're all. I think we're all looking forward to the weekend. So, well, so Teresa, how
0: about this? Right. So, I'm going to hijack this one today because it's a Labor Day, you know, podcast. Mm-hmm. Then we have to have some fun while we talk about some topics here, right? I've got one seriously for you to kick this off, and. You're going to have to get involved here because you're going to love this, Teresa. So on Amazon, I discovered today that I can procure a book called How to Avoid Huge Ships. (laughs) And, you know, thank God for for BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed tips me off to these crazy products and product reviews on Amazon. But, you know, it actually doesn't stop there. Um, If I wanted to, I could actually buy a UFO detector. Yeah, um, <laughs> seriously.
2: <laughs> yeah, that so, might come in handy.
0: <laughs> so, Ken, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, there is a absolutely fantastic. I think it's the second highest trending uh, Buzzfeed this week, and it's all about twenty-one weird AF Amazon products reviewed appropriately, right? <laughs> um, and um, you've got to see some of these. Some of these reviews are absolutely spectacular. You know, we'll, maybe we'll get to some of those. We'll, maybe we'll pepper this podcast with a few of those products and those reviews because you know the message here today and I think we're talking about product discovery and about new and unique products and how the heck companies find these things (laughs) and uh, and you know what it it may be fun and it may be crazy but you know this is kind of one of the new competencies for buyers is finding crazy new products that are out there Um, maybe if only just for funny and amusing members of the public to write crazy reviews about them but um, on the serious note, to, to, to really grow the number of SKUs that you're making available to the consumer, right? So, I think it'd be good to talk today about product discovery. Also, another good reason, Ken, to talk about product discovery is, and this is shameless, because we don't normally do this on our podcast too much, right? Um, we just launched, We had a, I was on a webinar this week with our product team and marketing team, we launched a capability called Showcase, um, which is really all about helping buyers to find crazy unique products and um, for manufacturers to expose those to potential new buyers. Um, so when I found this on BuzzFeed I thought the listeners out there would really appreciate Ken perhaps if you would provide a sample of a few of these crazy products as we talk about the challenge of product discovery. So well, if you yeah, I the mean, list,
2: I'll, I, I I'll, have. I'll hand it to you Ken. I have. I Imagine yourself as a category manager or, or merchandising manager for a retail store that's really trying to grow their presence online with the number of products they have and you know you're in the candy category let's say and you're just trying to find what is that one item that's gonna make me stand out from my competition and just drive people in droves to my website well certainly if you had some capability like the product showcase to find a giant 26-pound gummy worm party python snake, you would be the <laughs> hero of your company. Um, wow! <laughs> although the review, the review for this is is fantastic. The picture, I'll I'll try and be as descriptive as possible, is uh, a handsome young man wearing a, a a wife beater with this really really huge <laughs> gummy snake draped around his neck. It's a it does look like a python, even though it's red and black. I don't think pythons are actually red and black. But anyway, um, the, this thing is probably about 10 feet long just by looking at it. And this really muscular young guy is holding it, biting into the tail, you know, looking directly into the camera like he's, he's really happy about the snake. He appears to be wearing leather pants as well. The review, however, is the best. It gets one star by Jay on July 11, 2015, and he said, did not come. With male model, um, so there's there's a truth in advertising thing there that is a lesson for everyone as well, perhaps for another podcast.
0: Well, um, you see, this is it. I mean, you know, obviously being proponents of trusted content, you know, I would have to take exception with that particular product, but. Um, Also, I think that particular one would have sounded much better if Teresa had explained it to
2: us, Ken. I
1: was just thinking that.
2: (laughs) All right, we should give Teresa a try. You got the list here, Teresa? What's your favorite?
1: Uh, The
0: unique products that you found here on Amazon.
1: Yeah, um, there was quite a few in here. I think one of the ones I really loved, um, the USB wall charger. Um, so there was a great comment by Daniel on 2014. Uh, he said, "My wife and I can now charge all of our devices simultaneously. Now all we fight about is her crippling alcoholism and unhealthy obsession of Dakota Fanning." <laughs> so
0: <that kind> of, <laughs> fantastic! You know what? That, in fact, that is the best romance copy I've ever seen. <laughs> I think I would absolutely buy that. I'd absolutely buy that.
2: yeah, um, yeah I'm sold. <laughs>
0: Wow. So, uh, so Ken, where do you think these, these Amazon buyers are finding these products?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of these products um, are are coming from other smaller retailers, right, trying to get their their products known. So I think maybe the question is not, not how did Amazon find these products, but how did these smaller retailers find these products? You know, if, if you're, um, you know, some sort of toy shop or something like that, where on earth do you go to find out that someone makes a yodeling pickle, for example? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, yes. I, I think that's probably a real challenge, I'm guessing. Um, I haven't ever Googled yodeling pickle, and I'm probably not going to, by the way. But if I did, I don't know that it would directly take me to the manufacturer of a yodeling pickle that I could sell in my store or online. Um, so that's the real challenge. No, no. I think um,
0: similarly. I mean, how do I, how do you find a, a decal to stick on the wall of a senior woman with an aspirin inhaler? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I, I lost it there when I saw that one for a second. I got to I got to compose myself, Ken. But um, <laughs> the you know the the banana the banana slicer makes sense. I mean, there's plenty of those out there, and that's and this is a good uh, a good showcase for how you ought to really get busy with the romance copy um, because this one says for decades I've been trying to come up with an ideal way to slice a banana use a knife they say well my parole officer won't allow me to be around knives (laughs) use it (laughs) with a gun (laughs) so there you have it Um, that's another one
2: (laughs) yeah there's 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 all sorts of unique products here uh, and great reviews by the way for for uh, for everyone listening to the podcast, just go to BuzzFeed, as Nick mentioned, and uh, search for 21 weird Amazon products, uh, and the list should come up. The uh, I, I think the deer rear with bottle opener might be one of my favorites. And, you know, again, as you can imagine, it is the hind quarter of a deer with the tail sticking straight up in the air and a bottle opener right below that. And uh, someone claims it's not quite as effective as their squirrel, well i don't know how far i can go here but i'll leave it at that you guys can go to the site and uh and read it for yourselves um but it's there's some really good stuff on here
0: yeah i mean i, I would say you know honestly that, like, this is an invitation because you know we we've launched this capability can this week where a lot of our manufacturers are might be just exchanging content with their existing customers and said look why don't you just push the, some a small slim profile and an image of the products that you sell into a showcase area where uh, potentially you can discover some new buyers so I am just dying to see if we can get some funny products like this you know um, so I mean this might be a hobby of mine once we start to start browsing through all the products manufacturers are putting into showcase um, and then I think we have to highlight some of these on a regular basis as they come up as little excerpts in our podcasts.
2: Oh, you know, that's a great idea. We could we could feature um, some fun new products, uh, something like the Wolf Urine Lure 32-ounce um, version that I see here. Um, but it's a, it's a good point, Nick, right? You know, you have to do all this work with your product content in order to sell it with, with customers that you've connected with as a manufacturer. But why not take all of that and make it available to people that aren't your customers yet so they can they can find you you know it's it's kind of like a, um, a product hunt for B&B is is really um, what we've we've stumbled upon here I think and yeah. the, the really cool thing is if you know you have all of your content already together and, and you know your products well and you've got an image somewhere you can literally list your product in the showcase in probably under 120 seconds um, so it's you know takes just a couple of minutes to get your product listed and and out there and ready to be discovered.
0: Yeah, and I would actually, I would um, encourage us to add an extra attribute that allows them to um, put an interesting review uh, or an interesting comment um, similar to the one I'm looking at here for the microwave for one hardcover book uh, that says, I used to be that uh, it used to be that I got home from work and the only thing I'd want to put in my mouth was the cold barrel of my grandfather's shotgun. And I discovered <laughs> Sonia Allison's chicken perizone. And now there are two things. <laughs> and uh, apparently you make it in a microwave completely uh, for one individual person. So I think, Ken, we might want to consider expanding the, uh, the profile of showcase with one more attribute for folks to add a bogus review um, because that would sell the product in itself, I'm
2: quite sure. Yeah, I think so. Right humor sells. There's no doubt about that. I, i'm actually going to buy this microwave for one for a friend of mine uh, who might not be a friend of mine after i send it to him but um
0: <laughs> they you know they some certainly guys out there that sell these products that are pretty crazy small importers you know guys who have got some ties into china indonesia that kind of stuff so i guess yeah we got to we got to think about um, you know, the, it, it's it's one thing to find a new and unique product, but it's another thing to get all of the information that you need around this product so that it can be discovered, it's available, it's shoppable. You know, we talked about shoppability the other week. So I imagine that you know it was probably a bit of a task when people found these things to uh, enrich the product beyond the image and the basic description, right? Yeah. Um, so so that's you know that's something to take on the serious side to get serious about. You know, I think we. You, we don't want to ask these manufacturers to provide too much information. We want to make it super easy for them. But we also want to capture a few things to make it easy to codify it and get it out there. right? So, yeah, just on that topic, I mean, and you, you've been working on this. Like how, how many fields, how many attributes about a product does a buyer really need to, A, discover it, and then B, operationalize it right, in, into their, um, their dot-com properties and their stores?
2: yeah you know it's interesting and there's there's generally a big gap right to to get a product listed in and, and to be able to find a product if you're a, a category manager there's probably i don't know 10 to 15 attributes depending on the type of product that you're looking for that you really need to know hey this is pretty cool this is in line with, with what i'm looking for now i want to learn more now when that same person goes to sell that on their website in particular on their website right the number of attributes does tend to jump up quite a bit, um, especially if, if, you know, if it's a food product, you immediately jump up to probably about 75 or 80 attributes that you're going to require to sell that product on, right. your, on your website. So, you know, what we try and do is provide a kind of a nice uh, ramp, if you will, for these manufacturers. Start out really simple, right? Uh, get, get those 10 to 15 attributes in a picture out there. Tell just a little bit about your product to the world, so people will find it. Once they've found it, we'll take those 10 or 15 pieces of data that you've already given us, and we'll make it really, really easy for you to understand. Okay, what are the other 30, 40, 50 pieces of data that my new customer needs, so that they can, you know, set it up in their systems, get ready so they can pay me, so that they can put it on their website, all of that good stuff, um, and you know, walk them through kind of a guided process to get the rest of, of those. Uh, pieces of data and you know what constraints there are around the quality of that data and and all of that good stuff so that the first time you set it up and send that product and all of its data over to your new customer, it'll be accepted and you know get on the store shelves quicker and you'll get paid quicker. that's that's really the whole goal of what we're trying to do here for um, our our manufacturing and, and distribution partners who are are trying to sell products is, you know get to revenue quicker, quite honestly.
0: There you go. Well. Huh. If there's any, um, if there's any uh, serious rabbis out there, you know that um, that are looking for infant circumcision training devices, which is uh, number seventeen on Buzzfeed's list. Um, you you should have at least 24, 25 attributes at your purchase decision. Um, I would have thought, right? And then uh, beyond that, it's up to the retailer as to how onerous they want to make it for the for the manufacturer, right? <clears throat> I would probably argue. Um, enrich as much content as yourself as a retailer and don't put don't ask for too much from the manufacturer. Um, and I think yeah. if you can get it, if you can if you can get it, Ken, I would you know advocate for using some of these standard numbering systems, you know, like G S one, G and that kind of stuff as well, because you can hook it into all kinds of different systems and idea across various web properties, right? Um yeah. are there any other kind of standardized elements that you would recommend folks look into.
2: Well, you know, uh, not standardized per se, but imagery is huge, of course. Um, the yes. better, the higher the quality of the image, um, the the more likely you are to, to be able to make that product discoverable and, and shoppable, even in a B2B scenario for um, potential category managers like we've been talking, uh, let alone for retailers who are selling well, the product. You
0: know what? That brings me to another seriously, right? Because seriously, uh, how many retailers out there and not still not taking images of products themselves right yeah um, because that then it sounds trivial in a way but you know just asking manufacturers to give you images to get dubious quality it may not be presented the way you want it to be right and yes. you know or it may say you know also available on amazon or it's or maybe something like that but Um, been talking to retailers recently and some of them are just literally pulling their hair out because manufacturers aren't giving them images, whereas I would have thought, wouldn't you want to create a glorious one for the background that just looks unique and it makes people want to buy it, you know?
2: Yeah, Uh, that is a a great seriously. I've noticed there are, to your point, a lot of websites that still, some don't even have a picture. And, you know, think of all the trouble that stores used to go through in merchandising and still do their uh, items in the store right all of these displays and everything they can do they would you know have uh, demonstrations everything they can do to make that product look appealing in the store and yet they come to the website and they'll put it up there without even a picture of it Mm. it makes zero sense to me right You've, you've got a merchandise on the website and So to me, it's a natural that these retailers need to get into, um, you know, photography and and the ability to put up demonstration videos, how to videos, you know, whatever it is, some categories are better than other, you know, jewelry. And and, uh, this out, I think, a long time ago. But when you get into other industries, grocery in particular, uh, even electronics in a lot of ways, they don't care too much about the imagery on their websites and I'm just not gonna buy anything if they don't even have a picture of it I don't know I mean
0: you you this before but you know I'm looking at the list again number 20 the accoutrements yodeling pickle I don't think I could buy the yodeling pickle unless I could see an image of it right right Uh, I wouldn't know what it was I would actually take it seriously in the absence of an image Uh, but the image together with the description of better than Bieber and the in all its (laughs) glorious green um, with the thumb button on there, I mean, I don't think I could buy a yodeling pickle, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But but on a serious note, taking it back to that, I mean, how many companies, though, are going to create these labs? Um, You know, I think this is why we got into the uh, content services business, right? Because you don't, not everybody's going to have an agency, not everyone's going to have a lab, but they're going to want to create an array, and assortment of images in a category or an individual image, thumbnails, etc. So, you know, I think people need to know the services out there to help them make these yeah. things look great, right? So I'll shamelessly yeah. plug us, or, or if they don't use us, I would just advise any e-tailer, retailer to get serious about insanely crisp imagery that, that looks great on a mobile device. And you know, Samsung's making it harder every year and Apple's making it harder. I guess they're launching a new iPhone this week, aren't they, or next week. As the screens yeah. get better, the um, absence of crisp photography is more obvious, right?
2: Yeah, totally. And, you know, people are starting to buy more and more based on just imagery. You know, some of the things that are happening uh, particularly overseas, I think, um, around Instagram-like tools where people are buying a lot of content and, or a lot of products based on content posted to uh, Instagram or a tool like that where it's just the picture. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a picture. And there you are, you know, buying Something based on just that picture. So, yeah, it's it's definitely needs to be a focus area for everyone.
0: Well, um, you know, I'm not going to belabor this podcast today because it's a Friday, and um, I I would, I would like to kind of wrap up a little bit with a challenge. And uh, unless Teresa, you you maybe we'll, we'll leave Teresa to find one more very amusing product to share with us or amusing product review in a second. But I would like to challenge any of the manufacturers on the podcast today to think about. Um, getting their products into our showcase especially if they have products like this that will be fascinating because we will feature them ourselves we will take them to our uh, industry committees to share anecdotally as icebreakers (laughs) when we sit down with these big retailers but I would challenge any manufacturer out there to think about um, a just get 10 or 12 pieces of product information great image Um, and I think Teresa is going to drop a link to we're doing a, a webinar uh, associated with this around this showcase offering coming up in a couple of three weeks and we'll do a deep dive on it and how manufacturers can start to expose these new and fascinating and somewhat hilarious products to uh, potential buyers around the world. So I'll, I'll leave it there as a challenge to manufacturers to do that. Look out for all the information on that one um, and we'll drop the link with the podcast when that drops. Um, but Teresa, have you found anything else so we can end on a highly amusing note on a Friday on this list? Because it goes on forever.
1: <laughs> I did. It's called the Relax Man Relaxation Capsule. And um, so, oh. <laughs> yeah, someone left a product review. The, the headline is Needs Interior Latch. So it says, I really love this product. It is relaxing, quiet, does everything it is billed to do. It is roomy enough to bring my laptop inside, and I especially like the fact that it doesn't block Wi-Fi signals because there is no interior handle. Please send someone quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like we'd better go and uh, rescue whoever that individual is right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: yes. Thanks everyone Good. again for this week. Um, just please remember to subscribe to our um, iTunes uh, channel. We're also um, on SoundCloud.
0: Seriously?